Hey y'all, it's Ashley and Shantavia, and, and this, this is Obedience, Obedience Podcast. Podcast. So we are back again with another fellowship episode. This is number three of our fellowship series. There we go. And we decided to bring a male perspective for our third one finally. And so we have three guys who agreed to come on the podcast and share their perspective on different topics. So first, I want to say thank you guys. You're welcome. You're welcome. I guess. <laughs> Kick him out. Kick him out. Already? <laughs> it is too soon. See these guys that want to act right already. Exactly. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and get into this fellowship time. All right, so before we get started, we get, we're going to let each one of the guys introduce themselves to you all. So who wants to go first? I'll go first. Um, I am Carlos Stutz, also known as the Lean Legend, also known as Nurse Extraordinaire, coming oh. to a pediatric hospital near you. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I'm Brandon Nettles. Um, I'm a Prince Hall Mason. Um, also, I'm a violinist, poet, and musician. So, did you get all of it? Not all. Get everything. Nah. Oh, it's my all turn right. now. Oh, it's, yes. this is your favorite light skin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Your favorite light skin. <laughs> my name is Taylor. I'm your favorite light skin. AKA your favorite accountant, AKA your favorite local blogger. Did you get it all in too? <laughs> oh, yeah. If, and if you want to, you follow my <laughs> Facebook account. It's at Live from the People. You can also follow me on Instagram at Live from the People and on Twitter at Live from the People. There you go. I'm pretty reckless sometimes too. So Sometimes. Sometimes. I'm getting better though. I'm not as petty as I used to be, despite what um, Ashton and Shantay and everybody else will think. They could have had me on the Peter podcast. I'm reformed. All right. Um, <laughs> I ain't say nothing, but okay. Moving on. <laughs> right? So um, be sure to follow us on all of our social medias at Obedience Podcast. Um, be sure to like our Facebook page. And if you haven't, go ahead and subscribe. All of our information should be on the screen right now for you guys. So we want to start off with a icebreaker, as we always do. So the first question. If you were to create a slogan for your life, what would your slogan be? I guess I'll go first. Um, my slogan would be always bet on yourself. And with that, I mean, that comes with confidence. Um, that comes with uh, not so much, uh, I guess, searching for outside help, uh, mm-hmm. depending on yourself. And so with that, you gain strength. and. Uh, at the end of the day, you can only trust yourself. Uh, I trust myself more than I would trust anybody else right now, besides God, you know. So. I hope so. Yeah, of course. You can't trust yourself. I don't know who you can trust. Ooh, That's the bad place to be in. Can I get amen? Amen, amen. Carlos? Um, if I had to pick a slogan, for myself, it would be never to take things so seriously. Mm. Kind of just like live carefree, but not, you know, careless. It's a difference. That's good. All right, Taylor. Oh, that's easy. Mine is, it is what it is. Take it or leave <laughs> Well, okay, I'm getting no simpler than that. Point okay. blank, blank, what? That's <laughs> and that's on that. <laughs> so the reason that's my uh my slogan life because I've I've always been one of those people is either you're gonna like me or you don't like me, and mm-hmm. I don't sugarcoat things. If we're gonna be cool, I have to be able to tell you. I have to be able to feel like I can tell you what you need to hear, what you what you need to hear, and not what you want to hear all the time. Yeah, that's pretty much why I pretty much live my life like that. 
Right. I think that's a good way to live life by. Okay, mine is a little simple. Um, I actually stole mine from somebody. Um, if you guys don't know Gabrielle Union, she wrote a book. And um, in her book, one of the quotes that she says is, be afraid, but do it anyway. And so that would actually be, ooh, <clears throat> so that would actually be my slogan. I mean, because in life, there's a lot of fearful things that you go through. Um, but just do it anyway. If it's what you want to do, that's what I tell myself a lot. Do it anyway. That's good. I'm not bad. Um, I would have to say, I was like, when I heard, when I saw this question, I was in between two and I'm going to get two. <laughs> but, um, the first one is what you have, what you need is on the inside of you. Um, mm. Just to know that we are equipped already with what, what we need in life. And it's all in what we do, like what we pull out of our life and what we grow. Like we all have seeds. I, I like to think we all have seeds on the inside of us. And it's up to us to either grow or to let those seeds go to waste. And my second one is um, keep moving your feet. And what I mean by that is to keep, it was kind of like with you, Shay. Even though we may have fear, you know, like different things come in our life, just keep on moving, keep on moving your feet. You can't, I don't like to think of it as like, just because things happen doesn't mean that you have to stop, but just continue to move your feet. So yeah. keep going. You already know I like yours um, based off what I said in our um, preparation series. I just, I don't like people who just like to talk about their dreams. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You can talk about. You gotta make those dreams come true. Yeah, yeah. Talk is cheap. Very real cheap. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now that we got the icebreakers out the way, everybody all comfortable. Yeah. Y'all ready to get into the hard questions? Woo! Mm. (laughs) Oh, let's do it. All right. So the first one is: What's one thing that you wanted from a past significant other that you never received? Man, you're coming out. Money. Ooh. Not money. Somebody close. Somebody get close. I'm just kidding, people. <laughs> Everybody don't speak at once. <laughs> Me and Ashley going last, so. Uh-huh. <laughs> hmm. I, I would say, uh, in my experience, uh, I think I've had a lack of growth in my partner. Uh, which kind of, you know, it, it puts a stall on my progress of being a, a better person. But also, it's a situation where um, you don't want to feel like you're dragging a person along to to be a, to be with you. Uh, and I know that's that's been hard for me because I've had to learn that everyone is not built like you or have the same mindset that you do. Uh, and you just have to be patient uh, with that. I know that has uh, been a, a very hard struggle for me, especially because I'm stubborn at times. Uh, so I guess in a relationship, uh, them having that ability to uh, have more understanding, um, being able to see outside of themselves uh, and get out of that complacency, I would say for me. That was deep. Yeah, I I like that. I think mine would have to be support and drive. And what I mean by that is to have somebody that's literally there trying to push you like, hey, you can do this, instead of being complacent with you. Like you're saying, when two people are stubborn, then it's like you're going to just butthead, but you're never going to be working towards that progress with each other. So how can you support each other when you're totally at odds? And for the drive, it pretty much goes along. I think the two go hand in hand with support in the fact that you should push that person. Like you said, you should be able to grow together as a couple because at the end of the day, that if you can't have each other, other than God, then who's there? Because you're going to be in the house of that person. You want to push them. You should want to see them be the best them that they can be. 
and you should want them to want the same for you because nobody wants somebody nobody just goes out seeking anybody who that has no drive no ambition and don't want anything I mean I can only speak for myself but I don't want that but if I don't trust the process I'm I could be guilty of it too I'm not you know high and mighty in sport I'm not gonna support it if I don't see the process if I don't believe in it, it's not something that I agree with, then I'm not going to support it. Wait, so if you don't believe in it, you're not going to support them? Well, if you got to sell it to me. If you can't sell it to me, then I mean, you don't believe in it either. <laughs> you might be on the sum right there. You got a good point. I can you see that. Point. I mean, you if you can convince me about something, then it's like, okay, I see where you're going. But if you are giving me half information about it then how am I supposed to support because I don't fully understand what's going on so basically they have to present like a business plan to pretty you much for I need a blueprint I need a layout I need everything that's it I mean you you do have to plan at what you're doing and if you don't have that then that kind of means that you're not really taking it serious you know, because you, you, you need to be able to sell me if you're going to sell the world on your dream. Yeah. Well, about it from the point of, oh, I just got this idea. Let me tell you about this idea. Like, I don't have everything prepared because it's just an idea that it, like, came to me. So I'm coming but, to you, who's supposed to be my significant other, to talk to you about it. But well, you I look at that different because you come to me letting me know that you didn't have it all together. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's okay. okay. I like that. So... Now that you, that comes with the whole talk is cheap. Now that okay. you come to me with this idea, what are you going to do to make it happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that can also go back to when we mentioned earlier in the icebreaker discussion about, uh, Ashley, you mentioned about having a dream, but not having like a plan behind it or anything like that. It's kind of like having a dream without a vision. So you, yeah. you can, I can't support you. If you I want to support, be able to support someone's dreams, but also you have to, you have to show me what the vision is behind it. Like what, what are you getting going we're working towards to get to that next step to fulfill that dream. So would you be the person like, okay, your significant other, they have this dream. Would you be the person who drives a vision or would you just let them sit there and just not do anything? It's not my vision. So I won't drive it because Mm -hmm. if something goes wrong, I don't want to be held accountable (laughs) because you can easily be the scapegoat. That's tough. It's your fault. That's that's true. It's your fault that this happened. (laughs) I can help you steer but I can't do everything for yeah. you yeah. I'll be on that side tell you, yeah. you know. I can be on the sideline like go you can do it it's you like that saying that when people say that you can't help somebody who don't really want help Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And the same goes when you're trying to support your significant other's dream. Yeah. I can do everything I can to help support that, but if you're not going to put the, the be the person to drive the dream, I mean, there's nothing really I much can do to help you because you ultimately have the vision. You know what you want your brand to be, not yeah. me. Yeah, because a lot of people have all these pipe dreams. Look at all these local rappers. Not just saying all local rappers are like that, but being local is not shouldn't be the dream. You should want something broader. Yeah. You know? I mean to go back to what I said in the preparation series, I'm gonna keep plugging these videos. Um you could be the worst rapper in the world, but if you put all the hard work in, somebody gonna see that hard work and sign. Exactly. You. So. And that's what I mean by, you know, if I can see the process, then I I I wholeheartedly support you. But it's certain things that like you say of you're the only person that it can be conveyed or it's in your head. So you're the only one that can get that message out or that sound out. And what I've seen is, you know, um, almost being 30, um, I haven't got it out by this time, but it could have been out. And so, you know, you're only on this, on this earth for a limited amount of time. At least you can say that you tried and exhausted it and you never know, you know, you're, you're not even attempting to open doors that may be there because you're afraid of fear. And yeah. so I'm like, at least if I tried and I failed, well, I can I can scratch it off. But until then, you know, the amount of support that I've I've been uh, receiving thus far is man, I man, I, I can man, I appreciate it. That's all I can say. You yeah. get overwhelmed when you think about this. Even with with you guys' podcast, you had like five followers to how many other followers? You had to start from somewhere. So it's just the beauty in the process. I would say, yeah. And just to add on what you just said, 
if you do fail, I just feel like it's a comfort knowing, okay, I got this person who's been riding for me the whole time. I can go to them and, you know, they'll comfort me through this failing process. And they're going to yeah. pick me up and get me back on where I need to go to try again. One, a couple of things I didn't get out of being with a significant other in the past with is patience and honesty. Because I know sometimes I'm not always the easiest person to deal with. Okay. But when I, when I speak about patience and, and it also ties together for me because there have been a couple situations I've been in in the past in my childhood that were traumatic for me. So it kind of has closed me off from dealing with people and being very selective about who I bring into my life and who I choose to be friends or who I, who I choose to be in a relationship with. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it's very hard for me to want to open up to people directly. I mean, I've been knowing Ashley and Shantavia for a while. So y'all see me, I'm an open book pretty much to y'all. And I, I'm happy, I'm go lucky, you know what I'm saying? I'm always talking. Sometimes can't get me to shut up. But, um, but before I actually allow myself to even get close to people, I'm a very closed off person. I don't really share much about myself. I pretty much just sit back and watch. So in a couple of my relationships in the past, I just don't think people understand that about me, that it, it takes time for me to want to open up and be comfortable enough to open up with you about certain things. So patience. So estimating, how long does it take you? A time frame? Oh. Be careful. Oh. <laughs> I can't really put a time frame behind it. It all really depends on how... It, it all just depends on how comfortable I am with this person. Of course, if I'm in a relationship with somebody, I won't take as much time as if, as if I'm trying to befriend somebody. Now, if I'm trying to befriend somebody... That it takes a while for me to open up to you because I don't know anything about you. I know people who may know something about you or things about you, but I don't personally know anything about you about myself. Mm-hmm. So I, I will sit back and literally just, you know, watch and pay attention to how you move because you have to be careful with who you divulge information to, who you say things to, because you don't know what that person's true intentions are. Like That's that person can take what you say and then the next thing you know, it's all over the internet. And then everybody know your business. Can I ask a question from your response? What's the, I know you said it's easier for you in a relationship rather than a friendship or opening up. Why? It's easier for me in a relationship because all of my relationship with except one, Mm -hmm. all of my relations that I have been in, I've already been friends with that person. So I'm already comfortable with them. Okay, so, so you've already to, had a friendship first yeah. before the Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I was like, have you ever um, communicated that, hey, I know we're working towards X, Y, and Z, but I'm the type of person, it takes me a little while to get there. Like, have you communicated that? Because if somebody doesn't know that, hey, I, I, I have issues with trust or whatever, you know, the issue is, how can they understand the process? Because they may just think, oh, he's just not interested. You know, he's standoff because he's not interested. I mean, in Taylor defense, people can tell you, hey, it takes me longer to open up, but they'll still be impatient. They can say I understand, but still be impatient. I, I have communicated communicated that. Now, I will say my problem is that I could probably communicate a little bit more effectively. Mm-hmm. But that it all, but it's me trying. My communi- my problem issues with communications and relationship is it all stems back to me. Just I just I'm trying to gain trust. When I do open up and communicate, I'm a I'm the typical light skinned emotional person. <laughs> I, I I give I bear all and I I, I tell everything. I I give my all. To that person, so, um, so it's it's just I I have to be able to gain that trust to of really want to communicate with somebody on on a deeper level. True, you both have to give a hundred percent. I know everybody say, "Oh, you got to be fifty 50 Almost cursed. I'm sorry, but um, you don't want to <laughs> half tail it. You know, you don't want to give 
uh, half. I mean, that's a 50. If you give half the work during the test, if you're in school, you failed. Mm -hmm. So why do you think that giving half in a relationship, whether it's amongst friends or a lover, that is going to be a success? That's a good point. I never looked at it like that. And Taylor, I would give you an a unorthodox approach, but I test people. I mean, I, I, I need to go beyond the surface level when it comes to people because, like Shay said, you can tell a person something, but some actions are going to be the things that really show you who they are. And so I don't know how you – I mean, at least for myself, it's certain uh, insecurities that I may have. And so I might, you know, present a, a scenario, but that's kind of like my defensive mechanism. I mean, it's not the right way. Some people may say that it's like playing games or something, but at the end of the day, I'm trying to get to the point where I can trust you fully. And some things, you you can only present it. Like, you know, if I give you a question, you can prepare for it. But putting you in those situations where I see your true nature is probably the best way. And that's kind of how I do my trust. I'm like, you're talking bad about me. Well, I'm glad I see you now. I set you up for that, but at least I know who you are for real without being a being a bedead horse. So you might want to try that. It's not orthodox, but it works. So with the testing method, mm -hmm. if the shoe is on the other foot, how would it make you feel? Well, honestly, you're going to get, you know, what you get with that person regardless. All I want to do is see true nature. So, like, uh, at the end of the day, it's just going to show me or get us further along. They don't have to second guess who I am. That gives you 100% transparency. And at the end of the day, I can ask you directly, but only things that, the only variables, variables that I really believe in is time and consistency. You know, and that's, that's what's going to showcase to me. So testing, I would love it. I feel like I'm getting tested anyway. You know, you always going to be tested in life. I, I'm not sure. And it's, it's beautiful if I don't know. So I can't prepare for what insecurities that they may have. You know, and of course, uh, once I guess I pass or you can you can communicate, you can communicate about it because I, I believe people do that without thinking about it. You look for those red flags. You know, you put those things out there on the table. You're like, yeah, I have some things that I'm not so sure about. Let me see about this, because this is a, a red flag that is going to hold me back from giving them 100 percent. So that's kind of how I look at stuff like that. It's all in the positive or progress with that person, even though the methods might not might not be the best way or traditional, in my opinion. And I think another way of doing it, just don't go in with a, such a high expectation. I mean, I, I hate to say it, hope for the best, but expect the worst. I think it's like in like his um defense mechanism is the testing. I think mine is kind of like, oh, this mess ain't going to work. You know, you and just go in like that. And then if it don't work, I'm not disappointed. But if I'm going in excited, like, oh, my God, this is great. It's, I'm on a spiritual high. This is going to be wonderful. It's just, you know, butterflies and rainbows. And then you get disappointed. It's kind of like, well, now I have to deal with this hurt or this pain. But that's the risk you take, getting involved with anybody, though. Know? And that's true. Yeah, that's why, you know, to come up with that conclusion. If you're going to get involved with somebody, we're giving them your feelings, you're giving them something. So you can't control them. So if you do get hurt, that's the risk you took. You're always taking a risk when you, even in friendships, if you get involved with somebody else and open up to them, you're taking a risk. That's true. That's true. Um, I can say personally, when I walk in into meeting someone new, whether it's just to build a friendship or to build a relationship or even a business relationship, I try not to have no expectations because I don't want to think the worst of somebody, but I also don't want to set my standards up so high that I set myself up for disappointment if they turn out to be who they say they really were. Yeah. yeah. And I kind of had a situation. Story time. Last year. <laughs> where I met somebody and we hit it off really well. And I had really high expectations for this person because when I, on paper, this person kind of just like checked everything off. Like I have a list of what I look for in a significant other. And this person literally checked off everything. But 
Fast forward to last year, July 2019. Had no indication this was going to happen. Me and this person was talking one day, and they told me they had got engaged. So I had no idea this person was in a whole other relationship with somebody else while dealing with me. Wow. Y'all face was priceless. (laughs) 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 But I found out through one of her mutual friends that she had got engaged that same exact day that we were talking on the phone with. And it was just a normal conversation. It wasn't even like, you know, she called me with the intention to tell me I'm engaged. It was like we were just talking. And like an hour into the conversation, she just busts out, I'm engaged. And I just had to kind of sit back and just like, had to really digest that. And I, I think I ended up hanging, hanging the phone up on her. And That's how she, people end up on Snap. <laughs> so that goes back to our friendship series and knowing your position in a friendship and relationship if you haven't watched tune into that series it was a great series it, it, it was really good yeah yes, it was. Taylor, Taylor you definitely did not know your position in that situation that she wrote yeah. that FYI that's the first time I pretty much told that story on a wild scale like that because I only told certain people that because I was very embarrassed by that I remember you when you talked about it, I was just like, what? Yeah. yeah. Oh, they Are you talking about therapy? Actually, I am. I want to go through some therapy. I, actually I encourage you to do therapy. so because it is a good outlet. And for me, just t- just talking personally, it, it helped me with some things, even in my trust issues, or where some things stem from. And it's also a good outlet of just talking by your emotions. So, yeah, I encourage you to do so. It's free if you got insurance. It's tr- you get one free, you get 12 sessions per year for free. Mm-hmm. Over that, then you have to pay for it. And I don't think it's much. So, I encourage you to do so. Yeah, I, I that is one thing I have considered is getting some type of therapy because I, I am very big on mental health. Uh, one thing people don't know because this is kind of going off subject here, but I do have bipolar. I am, uh, I don't have like a severe form like Kanye West does. But I, I do have bipolar, and it took me a while to really, um, really accept that I do have that. Um, partially because most of the time, people who do have mental disorder, they don't want to believe that we actually have a problem. Yeah. And I, I finally ex- recognized and fully accepted it because I, I went through a, a bad breakup, and. Without me knowing it, I was going through phases of mania and didn't even realize it because there would be some mornings where I would wake up, I'd be real energetic, I'd go out, I'd go work out, then just randomly out of nowhere, I just turn into, flip and turn into a whole different person. I'd get so depressed and then I sit there and I just really sulk over it and you know, you have people who love you and surround you and tell you they love you, but no matter how much people told me they love me or wanted to show their support, I just could not get myself out of that. Yeah. And I would stay in that for days, and then I would get a little into this period when people are talking to me, I start rambling, I just start just talking really fast. I probably don't make any sense. It makes sense, complete sense to me, but it doesn't make sense to other people when they're, when they're listening to me. And it's just, it's just one of those things where you just go through emotional roller coasters. And I had to really finally realize that and accept that. Mm-hmm. And that's a good place to be in. At least you know, because a lot of people don't get to the point of accepting it. And I think like your next step is to do something to like really live with it because it is, a, it's livable. I mean, we all have, we have to be conscious of our mental health and to be mentally fit and how to live our life with this, and it's doable. I mean, there's people that, you know, live their life with bipolar, schizophrenia, all these disorders, but you got to take care of yourself first. Yeah, I agree. Oh, we definitely went down a rabbit hole. We sure sure did. Come on. That's that's the good thing about these conversations. You you never know where it takes you. It's organic. All right, excellent. what was the question? What's one thing you wanted from a significant other that you didn't get? Who child? I didn't even get to y'all. What was the question? 
<laughs> oh yeah, we here to get together. Come on. Uh, okay. Um, I'm ready for this. Okay. Um, I forgot my answer, child. We no, you didn't. Come on. Should have wrote um, that down, man. I should have. So my show off. So my <laughs> <laughs> so my last relationship, I did get a lot. Um, and I won't say that I didn't get this, but we didn't. I would say that I want more effective communication and also um, my love language is quality time and I would have liked more quality, quality time. time. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. You finished? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't want to go into it. Oh, you did that dramatic pause. I'm like, that's all? Yeah. It's too fresh, so I don't want to go into it into it. So. Oh, that's all. Well, we, but, um, Probably to piggyback off of what you said, Ashley, um, I'm not going to say the same thing you said. I'm going to come up with a different one. Um, but I would probably say substance. But with the substance, it's factored in with communication um, and quality time as well. So um, not necessarily a lot of quality time, just like communication. And with communication, build substance. Um, and so I just feel like in my past relationships, substance was missing. And, and you know, if you don't have substance in something, it's just not going to go anywhere. So, yeah. It's bland. Mm -hmm. yeah. What's chicken without seasoning? Right. Period. Meat, just meat. <laughs> bland on nasty meat. It's Karen. That's what it is. It's trash. Trash. <laughs> All right. So in talking about relationships, do you think you guys compromise or do you agree? Ooh. I'll say you, you're going to have to compromise because sometimes you're in a relationship with a whole person that's opposite of you. And at the same time, you don't want to be belittled by always agreeing is the simplest thing that I could say to that. You just you got to find balance. That's the what I've heard with the couples that's been married for sixty years. They got to find balance and compromise. Politically correct answer for me would be, oh yeah, I compromise. But sometimes I know they wrong. I was like, oh you're, yeah, you're right. You got it. But it comes with a condescending tone. So I guess I won't be actually agreeing. So I don't know. That's kind of hard. Um, I, uh, some things I'll compromise on, but then some things I just won't follow, you know, and I guess, you know, like Brandon said, you just have to meet me in the middle, just, you know, if I compromise on this, will you compromise on that <laughs> kind of thing? I don't know. That's a, that's a very tough question. Yeah. Because when you get into any relationship, you're going to ultimately have to compromise some things because yeah. you're ultimately you're going to be giving up a piece of yourself and that person is going to be probably giving up a piece of themselves as well. Now, if I had to answer this question, uh, <laughs> personally, I'm like Carlos, the politically correct answer would, is I would be more compromising but sometimes I don't know when to pick my battles so if I feel like I know you're wrong in something I'm not going to compromise on that if you're wrong you're wrong I think for me it's situational yeah, yeah it definitely depends on the situation I'm not like that with every little thing because you know if it's something that's like really small I'm it'd be like oh, okay whatever yeah if it's if it's like a big situation no, I'm not compromising on that. If, if you're wrong, you just wrong. Admit it. And like I, what you said, when you compromise, you kind of give up a piece of you. And I like me. You, I may not like you all that much or sometimes, but I like me and I don't want to give up on me. Um, but in that, when you guys do that, you have to keep in mind that what you're saying may not be correct. 
that's just how you feel about it. And if you're not willing to compromise, then you can't see their point of view because you're stuck on your point of view. So you have to One thing about it, and two things for what? Sure, I ain't never been wrong. That's the problem. Everybody is wrong. Problem number one. It's, yeah, especially <laughs> in a relationship, you're not always going to be perfect. Like some, some things may be your fault. You got to be willing to listen to the other person. That's true. Well, see, if I can dish it, I can, I can take it. So if I'm wrong, I will expect somebody to tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. But you got to be able to listen to it. From I, what I, it's I can listen. Like, Look, whatever like, I dish out, I can take it. I can I'm take whatever like, you dish out, whatever I dish out, I can I take it back. Um, but I would have to say in my past relationships, I probably went the wrong route and I would agree to things even if I thought that they were wrong just to, you know, like keep the peace. But, you know, as I've gotten older and you experience more, I compromise now because I feel like if you just agree with that person, then that's when you're losing yourself because you're not standing on what you believe in and all of that. And you're not working things out. You're just letting them get their way with everything. And then at some point you're going to feel like, who am I in this relationship? Like, what's my identity in this relationship? So, yeah. Ooh, and also, this is just a personal belief. Um, I don't feel like you should lose you in a relationship. Mm-mm. I feel like that's selfish of that person to even expect you to lose a bit of you because the person that they fell for was 100% you. It wasn't, oh, I'm going to fall for you because I want to take this away from you. You know? I mean, so, the I guess that, that person, they don't even realize that they're trying to take, they're taking stuff away from you. They don't realize it. It's just something that you tend to do. I know like in my past relationship, it was kind of like, okay, I'm going to spend a lot of time with you and I'm not spending any time with my friends. That person didn't say, don't spend time with your friends. That was just me doing me. And it was me getting lost in a relationship. It wasn't that person saying, don't spend time with your friends. Now that's kind of um, abusive, and yeah, and you know what you got to do. Yeah, I think a lot of relationships really do fail because I, it, like what Shantavia said, you or whoever said, I can't remember who said, I, I got a bad memory, short term memory, but um, don't give me that look. But when you when you, when you you're falling for that person for who they are, but I feel like when people when they get deeper into their relationships, I feel like people lose themselves completely in the relationship and they ended up falling out of love with that person because it's not, they turn into a whole different person. They don't know, they feel like they don't know this person anymore. And I feel like a lot of people get out of relationships or relationships don't work because I feel like people lose themselves entirely too much. Because mm-hmm. you, you should always remain, remain some, some form of your identity in your relationship. Yeah. All right, Ashley. So, I would have to say that going into my last relationship or just going into, I use my past relationship for an example. I went in with compromising, um, but I often, I, I will say for myself, I did agree a little bit too much sometimes. And in that I kind of lost, I won't say lost, but I kind of deterred from some of my standards in the sense Mm -hmm. and that's nothing to say anything against the guy the male it's it was me it was I made the decisions unconsciously Mm -hmm. um so that's one thing that I would try to I'm working on for myself getting back to myself and to kind of stick to what I went in with with relationship uh my standards so yeah, and that's basically the same thing yeah. I was saying, actually. You did it without even knowing. It was just, yeah. he didn't say, oh, no, 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 this. It was just kind of like, okay, yeah. I'll do it. So, yeah. I, maybe it's just something that women do that's just... I think it yeah. is. That's what I was about to say. Based off both of you all's answers, I feel like, because especially in church, women are taught to be submissive so, and, you know, stand by your man. But if your man leading you straight to hell, you should have the wisdom and the gumption to know, I need to get up out of this and I need to let yeah. him know, nah, bro, this ain't it. I agree. I can say that I can be truthful and say that I was submissive too fast. 
Because at the end, I'm not meant to be a girlfriend for too long, you know? I'm a wife. You gotta know your word. I wasn't built to be a girlfriend. <laughs> and so, on top of that, no you're an individual. Yeah. Hey, Ashley, do you have a hard time saying no? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, that sums it up for that me. That question was for Ashley. I know it's for you, but, like, hey. but going back to when Dixie days, I can tell it was hard for you to say no sometimes. Sometimes, but I am getting better. There is power I think in it's no. Hard for Ashley to say no. I think she just doesn't like to tell people no. Mm. I'm I mean, getting to the point. It feel good. Yeah. I'll tell right. people no in a minute. Ask me for twenty dollars. Nope. No. Oh no. yeah. I'm broke. Can you cut my shit? No. The answer is no. You don't need no explanation. No. I don't even like you anyway. Period. What about you, Shay? Is it hard for you to say no? Oh yeah, definitely. It is crazy. You know, that's I, like, <laughs> you know, I would have never guessed that about you. Mm-mm. It's real hard for me to say no. Mm-hmm. And, it, and that whole and I situation, think, I'll probably be like, okay, let me see what I got. <laughs> no, it ain't got twenty dollars. <laughs> I'd be like, uh, hold on. I think. Dang, what else would I say? Do you like can't? This is for both you and, you know, Shay and Ashley. Do y'all like hearing no or like receiving a no from somebody else? Mm-mm. Because, no. because I, I, don't don't no's. I don't give no, so. You don't want to hear it back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little. I'm I know that's not right. Like I'm working through it, but that's how I'm built. <laughs> Gotta say no. If I ask a question, I want to hear the 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 response like the, the punch that you the one hundred percent truth I want to hear so you but don't then mind sometimes I'd be like I don't you know I want to get my way sometimes mm-hmm. so yeah I don't think that me not wanting to hear no's is just me wanting to have my way I think it's all it's all like a um, reciprocation thing like, I do my best not to tell people no so why can't I get the same energy but I feel like with a numerous amount of yeses, you can overextend yourself. Oh, definitely. True. In certain situations. That's that's why I said I know it's not right. And yeah, that's but not okay. healthy for you, anybody, not just you. It's just not healthy. Because sometimes you need to say no because you need me time. Or you need to do something that you've been wanting to do. Because with yeses, that means you're going to put something else on the back burner. Mm, and sometimes it's true. you. Or you're going to overextend yourself and do everything. You're going to be stressed out, tired, ready to kill folks. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's just it's something I'm working through. I just, I, maybe it is something the way I grew up. I don't know. And maybe it's just the woman thing. We we are nurturers it, it, naturally, naturally. Yeah. So I just, I feel like saying no is not like taking care of people. Like, I'm going to yeah. try to do all I can do to make sure you good. And, you know, that's y- y'all know that's how my grandma is. All y'all met my grandma before. So, it's just naturally in me. So. Nah, I'm going to tell you no. But I'm going to give you a reason why I know, why I say no. We're going to get off the topic of relationships and go into something a little bit more personal. So, what life lesson did you all learn part way? Everybody don't speak at one. Right now. Uh, the one lesson I learned the hard way, and it all goes back to trust issues that I had. You cannot trust everybody with you just can't trust everybody with um things that have happened to you. Because not everybody has the same integrity as I do, because I feel like as a person, if you come to me and tell me something out of keeping it between me and you, you don't have to worry about me going and telling everybody. It's going to stay between me and you because you came to me for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be, a, I should, I want to be able to be a, a friend to somebody or a boyfriend or a husband to somebody where you can come to me about something and it stays between you and that, and that person out of your, out of confidence. Mm-hmm. But what, I've, you know, it's just a situation that, you know, 
I, I divulged some information to somebody and they went and told everybody. And it's something that I was not ready to even talk about yet because it's something that had, it was something that was very traumatic to me. Having. And I thought me and this person, we were really, had a really close friendship. I thought we were like really cool. But they went back and divulged this information and it just kind of was like, wow. And now everybody's coming at me want to know what happened, how did this happen, when, how long ago did this happen. It's like, I don't want to be able to have to go through all that all over again. I got to re-explain the whole situation all over again. Now it's opening up old wounds and things like that. So that's just one thing I've learned. You just can't t- trust to tell everybody your business. That's why I'm like really selective about who I even talk to. I would say um, what I've learned is I can't control everything. And that took a while for me to to get over it. I mean, the situations, uh, you know, dealing with my dad passing, you know, questioning God during those times, not having the support around me, or the time that, you know, I got, um, let's see, I wasn't working for two months and I really needed to depend on people. You know, my, my doctor, uh, who is, you know, I felt like he did a bad job on my knee, uh, still, you know, hasn't, um, you know, finish healing. I don't know why. Uh, but those kind of things just let me know how much little control I had in life in some of those circumstances. And it'll make you grow up real fast. Uh, I mean, that's, that's kind of where I was at with that. You're not, you are not in control of so much of your life. But you, you can't make decisions to help. Kind of where I've gotten I think mine kind of piggybacks off Brandon's, but mine is that you can't put a timestamp on when things are going to happen in life for you. Because, I mean, it's, <laughs> it was so easy, like, for example, being in high school saying, oh, when I become this age, I'm going to have this, I'm going to have that, my life is going to be like this. And then reality hits you. It'll slap you real hard in the face and let you know that you're not in as much control as you think. Because when that age time, that, you know, that, that frame of life comes and it's like, dang, well, not. when I was 18, I thought by the time I was 21, I was going to have it all together. And you realize you don't. But that doesn't necessarily mean those things won't happen. Because down the line, things have happened. It may not have happened when I thought it would, but it did happen. And that just lets you know that God is in control. Because when you look back on it, it's like, mm, at that age, was I truly, was I truly ready to even have what I thought I wanted at that time? And so you just realize you kind of just gotta let life life plan itself in a way, but you still. That's good. That's one thing that just to pick it up back off of you. It's one thing that I had to learn the hard way. Um, I want for things to happen in my time. What's wrong with my time? Yeah. But I, <laughs> I got things to do. Right, come on. I got things to do. You like all right. Thirty's coming. I need this. All right, thirty seconds. You got <laughs> no. thirty seconds. Come on now. <laughs> for but real. Yeah, you um, like I need to have X, Y, and Z in place. Boom. Right? But sometimes um, you're not really ready for X, Y, and Z. You got to cover A, B, and C. Yeah. Elemental P, too. Elemental P. But you just have to know that just trust the process. As long as you're doing and working diligently towards that goal, it's going to happen. As long as you're putting your best foot forward, it is going to happen. And it may happen when you want. That's not to say it's not going to happen. But when it doesn't, that doesn't mean beat yourself up or feel sad because those things haven't happened. Yeah. Yeah, that would be my... Same thing goes for me. Um, I had to learn that I'm not in control of my life. I was put on this earth for the utilization of God to do what he's been called. He's called me to do. It's going to happen either way. I mean, yeah, you... I mean, I can still have my desires and things that I do want, 
but it's in I need to submit those things to God and be like okay I'm gonna trust you in these things and it may not happen in my time okay but like I said we have to still be diligent and prepare for those things and continue to um, be knowledgeable, you know, to equip ourselves and grow yeah. those seeds. Like I said at the beginning, like grow those seeds that are on the inside of you and keep moving your feet. Even though it hasn't happened at the age of 30, 25 or whatever, you know, keep moving your feet and continue to remain faithful over those things and pray about it. Don't just be like, I said this in one of our episodes, don't just pray about it and just be like, oh, well, no, that's like more of like granting a witch. And God is not a genie in a bottle. Come on. Bottle. We got you. A bottle. <laughs> you know, we have to com- continue to just pray. So. You know, but he so. is the genie in the Bible. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's what I got. All right, I guess it's on me. I probably would have to say that a lesson that I learned the hard way is not to let fear control your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have definitely um, let it control my life in a number of ways, which is why I have that slogan now, um, because I consciously made it a decision to not let fear hold me back from things. Um so just going back to college, like I changed my major a bunch of times out of fear um, and in relationships, I've ran away from things because of fear. So um, just thinking about where I could have been if I didn't let fear get in the way. Um, yeah, the consequences of letting fear rule my life has been... Um, a lesson that I learned the hard way because I do have to reflect on where things could have been if I didn't bolt the other way in the other direction. So yeah, I would say that. My fear yeah. isn't that I'm a fail. It's like the process I have to go through back to patience. You know, when I talked about <laughs> it, um, our video with, um, well, in the video I did about worrying, like that worry and me having to be patient about something that will drive me crazy and so I'll just run away from it so I don't have to deal with that emotion. So you want instant status, you know, gratification. Yeah. You want to see you want to work for it and boom, it's right there. Yeah. And so like with the situation with college, it was kinda of like, I have to do all of that. Like I don't have time for that. I'm just do this. You know? Or um, even if I use the example of leaving the church that I grew up in, like I knew back in 2017, I needed to leave my church and I didn't. And as a result, I got further away from my faith with, within those two years because I just stopped going to church, period. Um, so I just like to think, okay, what would I have been if I had done what I was supposed to do in 2017? Like it goes back to our uh, preparation series, what Casey said, who came on our boot up series, basically I'm kind of behind on where I should be in life because of me letting fear get in my way of things. And it's not because of um, the fear of failing. It's just like the fear of impatience or that waiting season. Um, Going to go ahead and shameless plug our new series waiting. Y'all click that link up there to watch that. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so it's so, the fear of yeah. the process. Yeah, it's the yeah. process more for me. But you know, with the whole, because I used to feel like I used to have to have control over my life. It is one thing that made me learn that I don't have everything in control as much as I want to. You lose a job. Mm-hmm. And that, because <laughs> two couple years, I'm telling you, losing a job would definitely test you because I had a job. I used to work for uh, a very reputable local CPA firm, local in the Mobile, Alabama area. I went to work one day and I got the I left one job, went there. The pay was better. The work was more strenuous, but but I I left my former job because I I was very motivated by the pay. I worked there for nine months. Nine months from my start date, they just called me in the office. No warning. Before I even sat down in the chair, you're fired. No reason. 
no reason as to why I was being let go. And now it goes from I'm used to making this amount of money and I have now this amount of bills. I had to go back to working at Winn-Dixie where I'm making this much money, but I still have these amount of bills to pay. And I was very, very much pressured into finding another job really quick. But I, what I realized about myself is that I am so used to being in a situation where I actually have control over everything. Now I'm in a situation where I'm not in control. Everything is spiraling out of control for me, but I had to really take my time and really evaluate. And I really started going and building my strength in God because through everything, God is always there for you. Yeah. He always, he's there for you when you think you don't, when he's not there. And I had to really put my faith in him because even when I didn't think things were okay, because there were situations where my power was about to get cut off. And like literally the, the, the guy would show up, I, I would come home and see the little sticker on the doors, you know, telling me that, you know, hey, you know, we finna shut your power off or whatnot. And I didn't know, I didn't have no means to pay pay it or anything like that, but I will always find a way. God has always made it a way for me to get through those situations. And it really just let me know that I some things are just um, aren't beyond my control. And that's why I really have to have my faith in God. Because he really has had my back through that situation. I I, I don't even know why I'm still leaving this apartment, to be honest. Because there were times where I just could not afford to pay my rent or anything like that. But I really firmly believe because I put my trust in God and not into myself that I was able to get through those situations because he will comfort you through those situations. Yes, he will. Come on. I tell you, you know what's worse than not having a job, not having a car. Ooh, I ain't never in that situation now. Hey, I've been in that situation. Not, not that uh, I just didn't have the means to get one. You know, fresh college graduate, parents can't get it for you. You haven't started working yet. I mean, situation. You can only ask for so many rides, especially in the city where. A lot of your friends have either left or they're not in the city. But you know, I've always made it to where I needed to make it too, and then I bought my own car. So, blessings. Yeah. You know, trying to see what you're gonna eat tonight, and I got to pay you gas money to go get the food, and because that 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 friendship barrier, it lasts for so long. Hey, can you take me to work? I'm talking about just in a week's time. Take me to work. Can you give me some? The E, X, Y, and Z take a toll on your friendship. You know what else I learned from going through situations like that? When you're so used to being in a situation where you're com- living comfortably to a situation where now it's uncomfortable and now you have to question every day, how am I going to make it through today? It really makes you into a stronger person. Like, I am not the same person. I don't have the same mind frame or thinking from that situation. I've completely molded the way I think, and I came out a much better, a much stronger person from that situation. And I feel like if you go through situations where, through hard situations, and don't learn anything from it, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. It strips you, in, and it's like a pruning uh, situation. You know, it takes all the unnecessary things that you don't need and actually um, starts making your focus clearer. Uh, which during that time is like, God, I don't have nothing else but you. That's how bare my faith was. Like, you don't, you're the only thing that's gonna work right now. And I need you to like be make your presence known. I don't I fail. And that's really where I gained my strength from. Like that's my my only focus that's right now. But anyone else has anything else to add? I want to thank them too for sharing those stories because that's it just takes a strong person to deal with you know not having a car and losing a job you know I couldn't imagine I mean I commend y'all I thank y'all for sharing that because it just kind of brings light to situations where you are blessed but you kind of take those blessings for granted Mm -hmm. or just don't even thank God for those things that 
you may look at oh, like almost as if he owes it to you, you know? It brings you back to reality. Yeah, bring, right. yeah. To let you know it could easily be taken away. Yeah. All right. We'd like to thank you guys so much for being so transparent and open. So hot, so honest, right. open okay. and transparent. So thank you guys for joining us. We truly enjoyed y'all. I didn't learn some things. I didn't got some mental notes in my head, some nuggets. Like I always say, I got a 10-piece nugget to take with me. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to remind you guys to continue to like, share your comments below, and share this video with your friends and family. Um, you never know who needs to hear this and be encouraged by what you guys share with us. So, as always, guys, be, be obedient. We'll see you guys next time.